0: Warning! This episode contains foul language, graphic descriptions of murder, and we also say some not-so-nice things about Florida.
1: To Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we sit down, usually with one of our friends, and we chat about something weird. This week, it's just me, Lauren, hello, and my co-host, Ashley.
0: Hi, weirdos.
1: Hey, it's just the two of us today. Just us. And we are going to talk about unusual
0: crimes. Unusual crimes! Super
1: Uh, heinous, bizarre, mysterious, mysterious, absurd.
0: Absurd. Mostly absurd. Mostly absurd. How many of yours are from Florida?
1: (laughs) I ended up not doing Florida only because I wanted to see what else was out there. Because literally every day something ridiculous happens in Florida and I was like, let me try and look outside the box. Even when
0: I was trying to research and I was like, weird crimes, Google, help me, it was like... Top ten weirdest things to happen in Florida. Exactly. Florida man does this, Same. and it was just like, okay. Every corner I turned, I was like, Florida.
1: It was like, look here, Florida. Top ten weirdest <laughs> crimes in Tampa. Well, top then, ten blah blah blah.
0: Uh, one of my friends just recently told me today that there's actually a subreddit. There's a, a Reddit thread called Florida Man. Oh God. And it's literally like just a compilation of real headlines mm-hmm. that start with Florida Man. Uh-huh. And then made up one.
1: <coughs> oh, my God. And it's just,
0: like, Florida man attacked by multiple monkeys. Like, Florida man.
1: <laughs> ate someone's face. Ate
0: someone's face. Just, like, all this crazy, like, Florida man stuff. Oh, my That's God. That's how crazy it is in Florida.
1: That's what happens. And my parents moved there a couple of years ago, and it sucks because they hear all these news stories, and sometimes it happens really close to their house, and they're like, hey, we knew what we were getting ourselves into when we moved here. <laughs> it's we hard might get to. get our face bitten off at yeah. some point by a man on bath salts. I don't know.
0: It's just a shitty place.
1: It is. <laughs> it's really shitty. I like that they have Disney World. They do
0: have Disney World. They do have Universal Studios, which
1: is better than which Los is incredible. Angeles and also, they
0: have like Islands of Adventure, which yes,
1: is which I tits. love. And
0: it's they have Busch
1: Gardens, which so does Virginia, but the one in Florida is phenomenal. I've only
0: been to the one in Florida, and it's like great.
1: safari and wonderful. Virginia, I think, is more historical. Blah blah blah. But the one in Florida is.
0: Tits for sure. Tits for sure. Um, we have the AC on today, guys. So if you hear a little in the background of this episode, that's why. It's so hot in the valley. We're yeah. really sorry if the sound quality is lacking. I don't think it is. We did sound check. It sounded pretty good. Yeah, but it will be all right. is so hot warm.
1: It's necessary, and honestly, last week after we we recorded the <laughs> aliens episode with Joe, we all were stuck to the couch. Yeah, and when we had we tried to take to like up, a break in the middle to
0: stand up and like fan out our shirts. And we we're just sweaty, and I have a job interview after this, so I can't get too disgusting. Yeah, you gotta look <laughs> right pretty,
1: gotta look nice.
0: <sighs> so, anyways, the AC's on, AC's on. Cats are out. Joe's uh-huh. in. Joe's back in the bedroom. He's very upset about it. He actually when we walked in today was like, I wish I could hang out with you guys and be on the episode. We invited him. We, we did him. said come him. out and cruel. say hello and yeah. he was like,
1: No, it's not my episode. It's so well, he's turn. writing,
0: he's pounding away on the keyboard. It was there. actually
1: really sweet though, it that was he wanted sweet. to be back on it's nice to know that people enjoy being a guest on
0: our <laughs> show. I enjoy having guests on our show Me too. when they bring alcohol future guests.
1: Yeah, nobody but Jimmy Oh no, Ben and Jimmy. Ben and Jimmy Boston. brought
0: alcohol. What yes, fantastic guess. Anyway, <laughs> so today we're talking about unusual crimes, but first we will go into our new segment. This week in Weird 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 Weird. You have some. Do you wanna go?
1: Sure. Um, I have a quick little one that may or may not be a hoax, probably a hoax, but I thought it was fun since we were talking about aliens For and sure. UFOs and all that jazz last Maybe. week. A UFO was seen above Yakutia, Russia, Oh, which I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but probably I think so. not. A man named only as Semyon posted a video online of what looks like some sort of aircraft, possibly spacecraft, possibly so many things that we don't know. With bright flashing lights, it appeared in the sky above some trees. Suddenly, a bright diamond shape appeared in the sky and swallowed the spaceship slash whatever what? it is whole, and then both things disappeared completely. Right. The aircraft or spacecraft also left a vapor trail in the sky and was brighter than any sort of airplane that this man has ever seen. So it could be an elaborate hoax using video editing, but it looks pretty grainy and real from what we can see in the video and pictures and screenshots online. Or some people have speculated that maybe it was some sort of laser or drone performance that was being put on by someone in the far distance, but whatever it is, it looks very confusing and alien-like.
0: Fantastic.
1: So super fun. Aliens in Russia.
0: <laughs> Aliens in Russia. Well, I have something happening in Jamaica. Oh, uh, tell What me. That happened in Jamaica? A couple days ago, I think it was July 5th, at the Jamaica Evangel- Evangelistic, that's the word, that's uh, center in Kingston, Jamaica, a reverend supposedly cast demons out of seven girls. Okay. Supposedly it all started two weeks prior when one of the girls began showing seizure-like symptoms. She was taken to the hospital where she was supposedly told that they couldn't help her. She apparently didn't have anything medically wrong with her. When they took the girl back to the facility, other girls started showing the seizure-like symptoms and talking in strange tongues. They had gone to other medical facilities around town and couldn't get any results. Frustrated by the response he's been getting from the medical professionals, the manager of the evangelical facility turned to the church. A medical doctor attached to the facility who asked to remain anonymous said he has never seen anything like it in all the years he's been practicing medicine. Mm. He said, you know, you watch those shows with demon possession, and that's what they showed. I'm a medical doctor. I've never seen anything like this. Reverend Courtney Anderson spent upwards of three hours supposedly casting out demons in these girls. The girls slithered around the floor, wailing and writhing in discomfort. Their eyes reportedly twisted in their heads, and they foamed at the mouth. After the casting out session, he implored the girls to believe that they were healed He said that if they believe they are healed, they will be, and that they need to avoid the things that cause the possession in the first place. He has since arranged with some of the mothers of the church to go to the facility this Thursday and to have a prayer meeting. So I don't know if this was like a a girls' school or something. It sounds like a girls' boarding school or something. Yeah, but apparently seven of them got possessed by demons. That's that's horrifying. So we've got aliens in Russia, demons in Jamaica. Demons
1: in Jamaica. (laughs) Also, I love that the guy's just like, hey, moms,
0: let's come and have
1: a hey. prayer circle. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I'm i a little I feel like skeptical. if I if I had a daughter who was in school and I got a call that was like, we're just going to have a quick gram meeting. And I got there and I found out that, like, my daughter was possessed by a demon. Like, hello. I'd be real pissed. Yeah. I for, would like, you a- should have s- sent this out in the newsletter, sir. <laughs>
1: I should have been notified have been much notified sooner.
0: So much sooner
1: than this. <laughs> the newsletter. Hey everyone! We have a PTA so, meeting on Monday. We, also on Thursday. Seven girls have been possessed <laughs> by a demon. But it's fine. <laughs> it's we're fine. cool. We took care of it. Prayer we're, meeting.
0: We're having Friday a prayer morning. meeting. <laughs> um I also read on another site that apparently uh it was a little bit so it was like the same story. But then the priest, uh, you know how he said, like, avoid doing the things that got you possessed in the first place? You know, he was basically like, don't do drugs and have sex. And it was yeah. like, is this like an, anti- is this like an abstinence, right. anti-drug uh, situation? That's happened, I know. Or? Like, is this
1: just a stunt now? Yeah, like, nothing no, happened, so. but it's really like, drugs and sex, drugs you're going to have a seizure and be
0: possessed. So, don't do that. <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh, Unless I wouldn't be surprised, to, to be honest.
0: Uh, where's your next story from?
1: Pittsburgh.
0: Oh. So now moving
1: back to the U.S. of a. Um, In this story, I went back and forth. I wasn't sure if it really qualified as This Week Weird because it's more just kind of silly. But I, it made me giggle and I thought Whatever, I would share it. A beeping alarm clock has finally been removed from a couple's wall after over a decade of being stuck and going off. <laughs> <laughs> Which what? I just thought was hilarious. Okay, so here's what happened. A couple finally removed an alarm clock that has been stuck inside their wall and going off at the same time every day for 13 years. Jerry Lynn of Pittsburgh accidentally dropped the portable alarm clock inside the wall cavity while making home repairs in 2004, and ever since then, the the clock has chimed at precisely 7.50 p.m. every evening, or 8.50 p.m. during daylight savings hours, and despite spending more than a decade behind the wall, the battery never showed signs of giving up. Oh my
0: god.
1: Uh, Jerry joked that it was something of a conversation starter. You know, you're sitting around playing bridge and it goes off, he told Inside Edition. Is that an alarm clock? Why is an alarm clock going off? Oh, it's inside our wall. Lynn and his- Lynn- Oh, Jerry Lynn. I was like, Lynn? Isn't that woman's name? Jerry and his wife thought the clock's battery would run out in three or four months, so they weren't concerned about it initially, but they were amazed that the clock kept going and chiming every day after 13 years. He told the KDKA news station that he had been using the clock tied to a string to try and locate some wiring and then drill a hole in their living room wall. But at some point, the string came loose and the clock tumbled free. The couple says that they will miss the chiming sound that they have heard every night for over a decade and that the sound of the alarm has become a charming part of their lives. They believe they will really feel its absence. Okay, these people
0: sound like fucking crackpots. That would not be funny for a minute for me. No, maybe okay. It might be. It's. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like that's hilarious, and then you're like, okay, I've had enough. Like now I'm done. And then you're like, okay, it's funny again. Yeah, but now I'm done. And but that would be in the course of like a week. Yeah, and then I'd be like, we're breaking the wall down. Years. There's nothing else we can do. I'm not living my life like this. I
1: would have taken a sledgehammer to the wall and I feel like they easily could have many times and I don't know why it took them because that long to do anything about weirdos. it. Because they're fucking weirdos. Yeah, so they're kind of nuts. I mean that
0: in a really nice way, kind of.
1: Jerry, Lynn, and wife in Pittsburgh we love you if you're listening but you're kind of fucking weird yeah (laughs) and I don't know what Um, to do with you
0: I yeah and I also wouldn't be like haha that's just the alarm clock in our wall
1: I know I'd be like yeah doesn't that suck will you help us I'm losing my mind and also if the alarm clock went off at the same time every night like how did it go off do alarms eventually tire out like do they only go off for a certain amount of time and then they're like No one's going to shut me off. Man, I don't
0: know. I haven't used anything, but my phone is an alarm clock for like 10 years. So I don't remember how alarm clocks work. I know,
1: because I think I was assuming in my head that alarm clocks will just continue to go off until someone presses a button. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Gabby because her head is completely shoved into my shoe. But this is normal.
0: I'm going to take a picture of this. This will be good for the
1: newsletter. So people can see Gabby in her true habitat.
0: She is... In there. She might be dead. Gabby! Oh, no An oh, no ear twitched. Um, but yeah,
1: I thought you had to press a button to make them go off. So to me, I'm like, how did it go off and chime I'm sure and then it go on again the next day? Yeah,
0: I'm sure it wouldn't play for, like, for, eternity. Yeah, I guess.
1: There's probably a setting that's like, these people are not going to shut you off, so go off
0: after
1: an hour or two. I
0: have one more.
1: Do it. Uh,
0: This is in West Virginia. Oh. A town called Shepherdstown in West Virginia is supposedly so haunted that the cops called in paranormal investigators. The town is being questioned by many skeptics for attempting to stage multiple hauntings to drive in ghost tourism. So basically, Shepherdstown is known as America's capital for paranormal activity, in part by being established in 1762, years before the U.S. was even a country. And Shepherdstown is believed to have hosted some of the bloodiest battles in, an, in the American Civil War. There's even a TV show, it's in its second season, called Ghosts of Shepherdstown on the Destination America channel. Shepherdstown Police Chief Mike King said on Monday, Honestly, I don't know. I'm not a ghost investigator. I just know there are things I can't resolve. The police chief of six and a half years is actually the person responsible for getting the show off the ground. King said he and his team of five police officers have been fielding dozens of 911 calls from local homeowners about odd little incidents. Alarms triggered by motion sensors, bumps in the night, knocks on the door, loud footsteps, lights turning on and off dishes crashing on the shelf, etc., that responding officers were never able to trace back to their source. King stated, Sometimes I think we get more of these calls than any police department in America. So, a couple of years ago, he reached out to Nick Groff, who was the host of a few pro- popular uh, paranormal reality TV series, and now the host of that town okay. one. And he asked him to come help investigate the town's strange happenings. If I have a road that has a sinkhole in it, I call the road department. And I know nothing about ghost hunting, so I called Nick. <laughs> One of the investigators of ghosts of Shepherdstown, Elizabeth Saint, has a theory about all the paranormal activity there and in the surrounding cities. She thinks it's possible that the potomac potomac? Potomac? I always
1: say potomac. I know, but I, I always don't say know Potomac if that's right. either
0: and then I watched potomac. a video I watched a video today where they said Potomac. Potomac. And um and it was like someone from this town, so I was like, mm-hmm.
1: Ooh. "Do you think that's right, or do you think they are a dog? I don't know.
0: I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> I Potomac. Said
1: Potomac. Okay, yeah.
0: cool. Because I okay, I'm sticking to my guns here. I'm with here. you. We I'm both sticking to my be guns wrong. here. She's singing that the river is what's channeling all this spiritual energy, and that the town is the eye of the storm, and all of it which is something that we've discussed on the show before, yeah. uh, whether being next to running water has the potential to elevate paranormal activity yes. or at least trap it in some way so the energy isn't allowed to dissipate as it naturally should. Mm. However, oh, God. the validity of the show is now in question. Apparently, a report in one of the local newspapers quoted Shepherdstown Visitors Center director Marianne Davis as saying some of the locations or ghost stories were changed by the show's producers... Quote, to make good television. Okay. So that's kind of sounds just like a television producer. Yeah. Like, um, uh, we're lying. That's fine. <laughs> others noted that Terrence, who was supposedly a witness in an episode of season one, is an actor who has around 10 credits on IMDb. Okay. According to a spokeswoman for the show, the actual person that this event happened to, quote, wanted their identity to remain a secret, so producers cast someone to appear in his place. But that the actual witness consulted on the story to ensure that it was told with complete accuracy. But if that's the case, like, blur out their face and make their voice deep like every other TV show that's ever existed. That's why I'm saying on one hand. On the other hand, I actually was cast one time when I first moved to L.A. in, like, a Dog the Bounty Hunter ripoff type show. No. And I was cast as a witness to this thing. My God. And I thought that it was just, like, a completely fake show and everyone on the show is actors. But then I get there and I find out that, like, no one is an actor just except you. me. And the woman that it happened to was, like, going over everything that happened to her. And, like, she was like, "And make sure you say this and make sure you say that. And I was like, okay. So it was so strange. And so I did it. And then they blurred out my face. Even though you were Even fake. though I was a fake person. What on earth? So Hollywood is fucking weird. I hate Um, it. Reality is not reality. It's very strange. So the police department remains steadfast in their claims that this town experiences an incredible amount of unexplained activity. Sit and listen to a monitor long enough, and you're sure to hear a nine-one-one report that turns out to be inexplicable—the kind that ends in a responding officer stating, "There's nothing going on here. This person must be mental." But this amount of people can't be crazy and if they are they should start examining the water cuz there's something in the water here in Shepherdstown.
1: So town so <laughs>
0: yeah that's weird yeah i mean i don't doubt it you know if it's a it's town city town that, that that's that old yeah. that has had, like that has battlegrounds and that yeah. has you know it could
1: definitely like, be yeah. some activity totally but i think anytime I you
0: revolve a reality tv show you're going to get
1: some lies. Some lies. And some... Exaggerations.
0: Exaggerations. And like I said, you know, like they were saying, you know, that some of the locations were changed. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, because this place looks scarier. Right. You this, know what I mean? It,
1: it's like they said, it it's does television. make for better television. Yeah. You have to make it a little more exciting. And maybe the story is real, but they just yeah. said, oh, it was actually still, over here.
0: That's what makes so much paranormal investigation look bad is when you do shit like that. Exactly.
1: And so then the people who are truly claiming that stuff happened to them, it's like, "Mm, you probably doctored it. Yeah. That's what happens to everything. Anyway. Like our Biltmore investigation, we had some fun stuff happen, but people oh probably think we're just trying to get attention. I know. Yeah, all
0: of our. I promise, guys. Yeah, all, with, all the money that's rolling in. <laughs> it's all <laughs>
1: fake. That's not at all. Also, I was in Virginia semi recently, and we were talking about the Potomac, or however you want to pronounce it, but I think it's Potomac. It's Potomac.
0: It's for sure Potomac. And
1: one of my friends made me laugh so hard cause they were like, one of these restaurants, because we were going out to eat at several different places during the few days. That we were there It was like How is there not Something called The Potomac and cheese On oh my a menu God. And I was like Wait that's genius <laughs> And I laughed really hard And we googled it And it doesn't exist Anywhere in Virginia well, Or West Virginia You're
0: missing out You're missing out Get your shit together man Potomac mac Or Potomac
1: and cheese <laughs> Or you can say Potomac. I don't know <laughs> Anyway I thought It was hilarious Credit to my friend Paige She's funny Way to go
0: Paige That was a good one
1: Anyway <clears throat> I'm
0: drinking LaCroix
1: that's when the belches come out. It's so
0: fizzy. So
1: fizzy. And that's, that's all we all have for, for this uh, week. Before um, we dive into Unusual Crimes, I did want to give a little shout-out to a longtime listener, contributor, one of our number one fans, Miss Julia Furman, who gave birth to a baby, baby! girl! Baby! Baby! And, and actually, when we recorded last week, I don't think I ever said it when we were actually recording. I was kind of keeping it to myself at that point, but I was, like, checking my phone consistently yeah. because she was about to go into labor, and I was super stressed-slash-excited-slash-all-of-the-feelings and... Later that night, she was admitted to the hospital, was in labor for 26 hours, so shout out to Julia for being the biggest champ. She stayed in high spirits the whole time, which I would not, so again, good for Julia, and then gave birth to a baby girl the next day, and her name's Josie. Oh my god.
0: That's super cute. uh? She's gonna be a little paranormal weirdo like her mama. She has to. (laughs) She will be, I think. You should get her a little, like, Ghostbusters onesie or something.
1: (gasps) Okay. Oh. I fly there tomorrow. Maybe I can still get it to <laughs> Like, I want that immediately. I already got her one of those, like, I guess I shouldn't say this out loud. My sister won't listen to this till after she's seen me. I already got her a little, like, my aunt is the coolest onesie because oh. I'm that person. Who's an <laughs> asshole. Um, but Aunt Lauren is just going to
0: spoil her on. I know. So anyway. Yeah, we recorded our live episode last week, uh, right. which is done, and it looks great. We did such a good job. We did. But, it's hilarious. Um, Yeah, several times during the live episode. Lauren would look at our phone and I'd be like, baby?
1: Is it it baby time? I was like, no, my mom is still texting me. It was such a tease because I would see my mom's name, but she would just be like, still nothing. I'm like, mom, Mom. just only text me if something does happen.
0: Ah! I'm legit worried about Gabby. Like, I think she's going to suffocate in your I know. But Can she she breathe? Right back in. I don't know.
1: And she's even, like, cradling it with one of her paws. Like, no one take this shoe away from me. I need to inhale she's these fumes. She's so
0: fucking weird. Anyway, so, this weekend weird, baby. Uh, Any other things? Updates? I don't think so.
1: I don't think so either. It's hot. We already said that. It's fucking hot. Los Angeles is going we through We might a get a, a
0: ring, ring-a-ding on the doorbell because I'm getting an AC unit delivered today, which Stop. is Tight, tight, tight. So that's great. Um, and don't be alarmed by a doorbell. Don't be alarmed. So we'll go into our unusual crimes. Ooh. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You go first. I'll go first. Okay, so. Open us up. We decided to do unusual crimes this week, and we didn't really know exactly what we were going to do. We just thought we would run with it. So, one of the biggest strange unsolved crimes uh, in United States history, I think, is the Axeman of New Orleans, which you probably know from American Horror Story. Oh. Yes. Okay. So many people know, yeah, about the Axeman ever since season three, Coven of American Horror Story. The Axeman is portrayed by Danny Houston. The Axeman was a, yeah, so he was the one that like dated, uh, just, uh, what's her name? Which one? The actor's name? The Supreme, the, oh, Jessica uh, Lange. Yeah, Jesus. I was like, "Like, are we talking about?"
1: I was gonna say, "Are we talking about what's her toes?" I didn't even have a name either. Emma Roberts. That's our name. Oh yeah, no, but we're not. Mm-hmm. Jessica Lang.
0: Jessica Lang. We'll cut this out. We'll edit. It. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he did Jessica Lang. The Axe Man was a serial killer who operated in New Orleans, Louisiana, in the early 1900s. He is said to have maybe arrived in New Orleans at least by May 1918, if not before. The Axeman's first attack was on an Italian grocer, Joseph Maggio, and his wife that May. They were both butchered in their sleep, and police found a chiseled-out panel in the house's back door that allowed the Axeman to invade. Um, Yikes. Yes. An axe covered in blood was left at the scene. No valuables were taken, including jewelry and money left out in the open. The only real clue provided to the police was a message scrawled in chalk on a nearby sidewalk that read, Mrs. Joseph Maggio will sit up tonight. Just write Mrs. Tony. What? What? Pardon? They couldn't even figure out who Mrs. Tony was. Yeah. Who? Why? Um, a month later, the Axeman attacked again. Another Italian grocer, Louis and Does and his against Italian grocers? Don't I don't know. Like, I didn't realize there were so many Italian grocers in the world. <laughs> and his wife uh, were both viciously struck with an axe. They were found by neighbors lying in a pool of their own blood. And by some lucky miracle, they both managed to survive. <gasps> a bloodied wow. axe was left at the scene again.
1: He doesn't even care. This guy's kind of a badass because he's just like, even he's, the axe behind. Yeah. Sorry about well, mean, I mean, you know,
0: it's 1920. It's oh, well, that's true. He's so not it's really like, worried
1: about them pulling finger No,
0: not, <laughs> not super worried about DNA evidence. Still, though. left behind. Uh, the case starts to get weird and confusing as Annie Harriet Lowe, who was Bossomer's wife, the, the two that just got attacked and survived, okay. initially told police that she was attacked by a, quote, young dark man. She later changed her story, though, and said that her husband attacked her. What? Police were skeptical of this new development, doubting that Bossomer would attack her and then split his own skull with an axe. Yeah. So I'm not sure what not he did correct. to her to put him in that deep of shit. Right. But, as um, in the
1: doghouse. Yeah,
0: don't cross an angry woman. A few months later in August, Mrs. Edward Schneider, I love how, like, back in this day, it's like, we don't have our own names.
1: We don't have first names. I like am <laughs> Mrs. Edward Schneider. We
0: take the name of our husband. Yeah. She was woken up in the night just in time to witness a giant axe get brought down on her face. Yikes. But she survived Yikes. somehow. How? I don't what? Know. Who are these people? Uh, Joseph Romano, another Italian grocer. <sighs> was axed days later while he initially survived the attack. He died after being found by authorities. My, my. um, obviously hysteria began to overcome the city, especially in the Italian community who were all terrified of becoming the next victim. Families began sleeping in turns so that others could keep watch whole neighborhoods, organized search parties and found nothing. Al Durand reported to the police that he found a discarded ax by his back door. Someone had attempted to enter by removing a panel, but the door was proved to be too thick, and this just sparked more hysteria. Another grocer, (laughs) Paul Durrell, also found a discarded axe left outside his door. In one of his most grisly attacks, this one's really horrible. Uh, In one of his most grisly attacks, Mrs. Charles Cordomiglia woke up to find her husband struggling with a large man in dark clothing She screamed, sheltering her two-year-old daughter in her arms. She begged the Axeman for mercy, at least for the mercy of her child, but he ignored her, bringing his axe down on the head of her daughter. Uh, Mrs. Cordomiglia survived, but her child did not. No! Uh, Yeah, that
1: Heartless bastard. Police
0: were getting more and more frustrated. They had few clues or leads to investigate. Then in March of 1919, the Axeman revealed himself in a letter to the newspaper, which was completely... Completely batshit bonkers. I'm going to post the entire letter in our newsletter this week, but paraphrasing, he starts the letter with, Hell, March 13th, 1919. So I guess he's writing from hell? I don't really know. Sure, he's there. Esteemed mortal, they have never caught me and they never will. They have never seen me for I am invisible, even as the ether that surrounds your earth. I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. I am what you Orlinians and your foolish police call the Axeman. When I see fit, I shall come and claim other victims. I alone know whom they shall be. I shall leave no clue except my bloody axe, besmeared with blood and brains of he whom I have sent below to keep me company. Blah, blah, blah. He goes on to say he is a reasonable spirit, but the police should not attempt to rile him. He calls himself his Satanic Majesty, and says that he is in close relationship with the angel of death. My goodness. And then he made the proposition to the people. At 12.15, earthly time, next Tuesday night, I'm going to pass over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I'm going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I am very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the neither regions that... Every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I have just mentioned. If everyone has a jazz band going, well, then so much the better for you people. One thing is certain, and that is some of you people who do not jazz it on Tuesday night will get the axe.
1: Oh, shoot.
0: Some citizens boldly challenged the axe man. They submitted editorials to the papers daring the axe man to visit their homes, one even promised to leave a window open for him so he didn't have to break in. Many suspects were questioned, but no arrests were ever made. Some have speculated that the Axeman was Joseph Mumpf, a man who was killed in California by the widow of one of the murder victims. Others are skeptical because there's no evidence in L.A. or Louisiana police records of Mumph's murder. Some people believe the crimes were ethnically motivated or even mafia related due to the majority of the victims being Italian immigrants or Italian American. That's what I was thinking. There was also a theory that possibly there was no Axeman, that people were actually committing these murders and blaming it on the supposed Axeman and that the letter was sent to the newspaper uh, that it was a phony to continue the hysteria in the town. To this day, the identity of the Axeman is a mystery. Huh. What? What? What on
1: this sweet earth? (laughs) I was having the same thought about them all being Italian grocers. I was like, could this be mafia involved? I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know the history of like the mafia. I don't know enough. To to know if
0: they were active in In 1919 Louisiana. I have no idea.
1: Like I didn't think New Orleans was a hot spot
0: for that. No, me neither. But I guess it could be. Um, but yeah, it could have just been a racially motivated crime, someone sure. who hated Italian Americans, yeah. or... And who
1: loved jazz music. <laughs> and who
0: fucking loved his
1: jazz. Oh my gosh. So specific to be I like, know. please have a jazz band going in your home <laughs> and you will be spared.
0: Um, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, they never figured out... I mean, it's not super crazy that they never figured out who it was, yeah. because he used an axe, mm-hmm. which if he's wearing gloves... Okay, That's there's no it. fingerprints. It's not like a gun where you can find out who the gun belonged to or what kind of gun Can't it trace was. Trace it back. Yeah, 1919. Yeah. Right. <sighs> Sorry, that was <laughs> Lacroixburg. It was 1919, so forensics isn't booming. Yeah. yeah, there
1: wasn't too much they could do, and this person, I mean, clearly knew what they were doing. A little bit was able to escape and not really leave witnesses. Yeah. Well, yeah, because only the one woman said it was a dark man that attacked her, right? Well,
0: she claimed, yeah, it was a large dark man, but then another woman later said a large man dressed in dark clothing, okay. so I couldn't find any information more on her description, whether she meant dark skin or dark oh, or dark clothing. And he may have
1: been covered head to toe, so yeah. it doesn't sound like there's too much of a description of the Axe Man. Or like it said, these could have all just been domestic disputes, and it, they're like, yeah, Let's blame it on this guy. Well,
0: especially because that one woman—I mean, her story just doesn't match up because her husband also had an axe wound in his right. head. So, so in her case, I'm yeah, like, the fact no. that it's like, well, actually, it was my husband. It's like, <laughs> okay, so why would he do that to? Himself? Why would he do that to himself? That, that sounds would be really very hard dangerous. and
1: awful to do. Yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, so that's the axe man. I thought that was that's fucking interesting.
1: weird. Yeah, it is fucking weird. Very it's mysterious. it's most it's
0: mostly just like a horrible crime, but then that letter, yeah, that letter, where he is so claims to be a demon, right, and a demon that loves jazz music. That's a really <laughs> that's wonderful image. Me.
1: I do enjoy that image. I'm a demon. I'm friends with the angel of death, but also love oh, jazz. Jazz. Yes.
0: <laughs> jazz will play forever in hell. I'm into it. And spoilers for American Horror Story season three. Fast forward thirty seconds if you haven't seen it. <laughs> right now. Forward. He ends up getting killed by all the witches, Witches! which is a really sweet ass scene. Yeah, and it's
1: it's a great way to go. Like all the witches taking him away.
0: Yeah, I like that taking away that demon. He was taking away a demon, that demon. A demon.
1: Yeah, he was just an awful dude with an axe. I like to kill people, you know. Yeah, um, I liked that. I only knew about. Axeman in American Horror Story I didn't realize that this weird ass Story existed I honestly
0: didn't know much about it until I did research either Like I knew I, I didn't realize that there had been murders Before he sent the letter Yeah, I thought that he had sent the letter That was and his then warning of That what was his was warning of what was going to happen And like he killed people that night or something mm. Um, And actually he didn't kill anyone that night Yeah that's what's so, very bizarre Anyways very strange
1: just wanted a little bit more of attention and fear going on throughout the town. But, um, what you get? I brought with me the Jameson family vanishing, which happened in Oklahoma, which is a very mysterious, baffling crime that happened actually kind of recently. Um, yeah, what is it? 2009 and 2013 are the two like, prime years in this story. So this was very recent, guys, and very strange. And there's all kinds of theories and fun stuff, so I thought, This would be great for today. For sure. So here we go. Bobby, age 44, Sherilyn, his wife, age 40, and their daughter Madison, and their last name is Jameson, Madison was only six, which is super sad, all vanished in October of 2009. Their skeletal remains were not found until 2013, and the results of their autopsy are inconclusive. However, it is believed that the family did die within hours of their disappearance back in 2009. And this vanishing is very mysterious and still baffles people today. So the Jamisons were looking to purchase a 40-acre plot of land near Red Oak, Oklahoma, about 30 miles away from their home in Eufaula, Oklahoma. The family were on a trip to find their new home back in 2009, but were reported missing just a few days later. Their locked truck was found a few days after the disappearance and contained Bobby and Sherilyn's phones, their car keys, GPS, and $32,000 in cash. Jesus. Madison's beloved dog, Maisie, was also in the car close to death from malnutrition, but she did survive. Thank goodness. Thank God. I hate when animals die because of stupid people. Um, A huge search effort of the mountainous area was conducted by the local police department, but they found nothing. A local hunter stumbled across the three skeletons lying side by side, face down, four years later in 2013. DNA tests showed these remains to be that of the Jameson family, and the bodies were found less than three miles from where the truck was found, but yet it took them. For freaking years to find these people,
0: yeah. which is really sad. Because if you don't know what direction you're looking in,
1: how... It's true. Yeah. And it's, like, a very, like they said, mountainous area. I'm sure lots of trees. I think it was really difficult to see things. And this hunter just happened upon them. But um, there was a photo on Bobby's phone that was left in the truck. And it was of Madison looking happy in the mountains taken right before they vanished. Bobby and Sherilyn were incredibly thin and emaciated when they went missing, leading to the theory... That many of their neighbors like to believe, which is that the couple was hooked on crystal meth. Oh. The two of them were caught on security cameras loading up their car the day before they left in a trance-like state. Furthermore, both were very paranoid in the months leading up to their disappearance. They complained to their family and friends of ghostly visions and hauntings in their Eufaula home. What? However, police found no evidence of drug-taking or illegal substances when they searched the property. So that was just a theory. The $32,000 found in the car could also point to drug activity, but could also have been a deposit or payment for the property, which is why the Jamesons were on this trip in the first place. However, it is also widely known that the family was struggling financially at this time. So could they have possibly turned to selling drugs? Were they also using these said drugs? No one is sure. Both Bobby and Sherilyn were also known to have extreme depression during the season of their lives. A long, hateful letter was found in the truck from Sherilyn to Bobby, although her mother has stated in interviews that this was very common and it was how they worked through their marriage. Hey, no That's judgment. It you gotta do it. Sherilyn's handgun was also missing from the car. So could Sherilyn have walked her, her family the three miles to kill them and then herself? That is another theory. Um, the truck was reportedly left behind as if the family was in a hurry, leaving these essential possessions that I listed before behind, including the family dog, Maisie. It seemed as if they left knowing they wouldn't need any of these possessions to continue on. Also, Bobby was found with a very large hole in his head. Was this self-inflicted? Was it murder? In October, the month they went missing, the area is known to be prone to flash floods and the region can be very dangerous. So another theory is that maybe they got stuck in a flood and were washed away. However, the bodies were found side by side, face down. Right,
0: if it was a flood, they would have been would separated would have been like, washed somehow. away,
1: yeah, separated all over the place. But they were side by side, face down, and Bobby Jameson was known as being very competent in the outdoors. Furthermore, this doesn't explain why the truck was left in the way that it was. One of my favorite theories that was brought forward, this kind of came out of the blue while I was reading, was like, hey... Some people believe that witchcraft or spiritual warfare was involved. So here's a little curveball for you all. Yeah. So this is what I'm going to latch on to (laughs) here. The family's pastor, Gary Brandon, gave a shocking statement to police during the initial investigation. He said the family had been involved in spiritual warfare and that both Bobby and Sherilyn had told him that they had seen spirits in their home. Hmm. Sherilyn said that the spirits of a long dead, long-time dead dead family member lived with them and that their daughter Madison spoke with the youngest apparition. At one point, Bobby asked his pastor, who has since left the area completely and has spoken to no one, whether he could obtain special bullets to shoot the spirits. He later said he had consulted the Satanic Bible to rid the property of the evil presence. A witch's Bible was indeed found in the house after their disappearance during the investigation. Bizarre messages were also found scrawled on the side of the container that the family had planned to move di- move into sitting outside their house. Which is one of those, I imagine, like big storage containers that people keep their stuff in they sometimes. Lived in it? No, it was oh. one of those containers that you can put your stuff in if you're like in the right. middle of a move, whatever. They
0: were saying they were staying in that container. They lived in like, a, that little sounds container. Like a nightmare.
1: Know, that would make them sound even weirder. Um, friends also stated that they felt a weird presence whenever they were in their home. Sherilyn's good friend Nikki admits that both she and Sherilyn were interested in witches and both had bought witch bibles as a joke, which the police, as I said, found when they were searching the property. Despite joking about witches, Nikki felt strongly that the house was indeed haunted. She told police, once when I was in the living room, a sort of gray mist descended down the stairs and it really scared me. She also said that Sherilyn told her that her husband Bobby would come towards her with eyes completely dead and black as if he was possessed. And Bobby was known widely as a very gentle man who would never hurt anyone or be aggressive of any sorts. This was a That's very what they
0: all say. That's what
1: they all say. Very true. But um, he would come being very aggressive and have these black eyes, which is horrifying. Nikki doesn't believe that witchcraft was behind her friend's death, but Sherilyn may have been a bigger believer than she was. She would leave notes around the house that said things like "Get out, Satan." and was researching whether the house was built on a Native American burial ground. Unlike Nikki, Connie, Sherilyn's mother, believes her family fell victim to witchcraft of a religious cult. Connie claims that the portion of Oklahoma that they're from is known for harboring cults, and that Sherilyn was on a cults hit list around the time of her disappearance. What is happening here? This came out of nowhere. (laughs) I wasn't ready for it. Connie didn't offer the name of the cult or any other details, of course. She was probably terrified that they would come after her. Um,
0: Scientology. You know,
1: those Scientologists. um, So the trail kind of ended there, but cults and witchcraft were brought into the mix, which I loved and found so fascinating. Sadly, the case for the Jamesons is now cold. Israel Beauchamp, the sheriff at the time of the disappearance, quit the force back in 2011 and moved overseas. So, see ya. And according to Nikki, he could not stand the guilt of not being able to find Madison's killer. Which, yeah, anytime a child is involved, makes it so much worse. Pastor Gary Brandon, as I mentioned before, also left the area and never spoke to anyone ever again about the case. Even though the Jamesons' remains were found and put to rest... Not knowing what happened to this family has caused much torment to the surviving family and friends that surround them, and we will probably never know what happened to the Jamesons. Boy, oh
0: boy, oh boy. Well.
1: What do you think?
0: Okay. I, the two things that stood out to me were, if you want to go the paranormal route, Mm -hmm. Bobby, was the dad? Yes. Bobby had an Amityville horror situation happen to him. See it. Where he believed himself to be possessed by whatever was in the house and took his family out to the middle of the woods and shot them all in the head and then killed himself. hmm Or it's completely unrelated. And because what it sounds like to me is they were driving somewhere, um, decided to get out of the car and go for a walk a or something, hike. a tiny yeah. hike. But why wouldn't they take their dog if they're going on a hike?
1: That's true. Poor Maisie.
0: That's the part just, that's
1: suspicious, is the way they left just everything they owned, all that cash, and their family dog in the truck. Why? Unless they knew maybe, they were about to die, why would they do that? Yeah,
0: maybe they got out of the car to go pee. Maybe the kids had to go pee, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: they walk not super far from the car. Don't take the dogs; they're not, gonna, not going on a hike. Mm-hmm. And someone is out there, you know, with a gun. Because it doesn't make sense that someone would attack them at the car and take, because they would take the money, right? Right. If they, they knew it was broadcast. in there, I guess. They yeah, would they have, had like, lots of things into that were the, worth car money in the car or hmm. something. So that's that's hard. good.
1: I don't know that they were attacked. The only reason I think that they could be is because of the way they were placed next to each other and face down. I don't know how one of them would have killed themselves and then been perfectly placed next to the other two, but also all of the points and the theories and the evidence that we do have points to that it was one of the parents doing a murder-suicide. But how did they get so perfectly placed next to each other? Or did a hiker come along, find their dead bodies, and be like... Line them up. uh, I'm going to line them up, but not report it to anybody. Not
0: tell anyone about it. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Well, that was also something that happened in the Amityville Horror uh, before the Lutzes moved in. When Ronald DeFeo killed his whole family... All the bodies were found. I mean, he had a rifle. He went from room to room shooting every member of his family, and they were all found face down in their beds. Yeah. And forensics uh, concluded that they were not moved into that position, that they were actually in that position. Oh. Um, And they hadn't like gotten up and run around. So basically what could have happened, obviously, is Ronald DeFeo could have said, Get in the bed, lay down face down, and then shot them. That's true. But there's no struggle. You'd think that yeah. at least one of the parents would have tried to, tried fight, to fight him. Back. Yeah. Or you know so the, the, the reason that people thought it was so creepy and possibly haunted and blah 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 possession was that the whole family, every member was found face down in their beds None of them woke up Mm. when this rifle was going off in their home. Right. How
1: did nobody hear the gunshot get up and sprint outside? So that was
0: one of the things with, like, the Indian burial ground uh, theory. Because apparently, I don't know, I don't know what kind of Native Americans uh, there were in the area. Mm. But they buried their dead face down. Oh,
1: see, I didn't know that. And that makes me think that this could be something... Yeah, more twisted and paranormal than because friends and family said there was a weird presence in the house. Mm -hmm. They were starting to act different. They probably weren't sleeping well, which is why they looked like they were sick and all over the place. They were looking for a new house. So maybe this had some weird... Voodoo well, spell yeah, and that's the thing. On.
0: It could be paranormal, or if you're convinced enough that something's happening, yeah, you were just driven you. mad. Yeah. Also, if you're convinced enough that you have a demon in your house or that you're becoming possessed, like,
1: yeah, anything can happen. Anything after that. happen. It sounds like they were either driven crazy or maybe truly were possessed. We don't
0: have to rule no. that out. Or. Nope.
1: They were truly just depressed because they were struggling financially. Yada yada yada. One of them went crazy and said, "Let's just end this now." It could have been so many things, which is why this case is fascinating and left yeah. so. It's truly just so. I think it's strange ended. that
0: like everyone left town.
1: Right. Everyone's like, like I don't want to talk was about like, it anymore. I'm
0: done. And yeah, like, the like priest and, to, like, and like, the head spin. sheriff, like yeah. both
1: left. And that is. I mean, that the thing, thing is, people creepy. move. Yeah, but.
0: They, it's just kind of strange yeah. that they were like, "I'm tired of talking about this." Yeah. Bye. Bye. What happened? I would I like to see a Netflix documentary about this case, please. Netflix, please. please, and
1: thank you. There probably is, to be honest, which I should have dug around for. I I don't there think has so, to be because I, I guess I'd, it's I'd still heard about this enough. case.
0: Yeah, I'd heard about this case. I think I would have known if there was. A, yeah, you probably we'll would up.
1: have. You usually know about the ducks. but. Yeah, so recent. 2009 was when they first disappeared, and then they were found in 2013, so it's still fresh. And it's sad that the case is basically closed without officially being closed, but there are no more leads.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, is they're not going to discover any evidence. The the best they could hope for is is someone coming forward as a witness Mm -hmm. or someone coming forward and saying that they did it.
1: Oh, gosh. That would be amazing if someone came forward in a couple of years and was just like, I'm ready
0: to talk about this." Yeah. But
1: other than that, we'll never know. And their bodies were so decomposed by the time they were found they couldn't that
0: determine it's that. hard to see. I mean, Dad had a hole in his head. That's all they so have. That's
1: all they're going on.
0: That's not a flood.
1: Nope. <laughs> definitely not a flood. Yeah. I mean, there was some foul play. There was definitely a gunshot involved, but we just don't know by who and why and blah, 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 blah. What if the little girl did it? It's totally Madison, I'm sure. (laughs) This little six year old. Sick of you, mom and dad. Sweet Madison. She's really cute, though. Is she? Cute little blonde girl. I don't have it pulled up right now, Um, but I can send it to you if you want to include it in the newsletter. But the last picture that was taken on Bobby's phone, which I think I mentioned, was of her, like, sitting in the mountains smiling. And she has her cute little blonde hair. It was taken the day before they vanished, which is so so sad. I know. It's like, why take that happy, joyful picture? Also, if you knew what you were about to do yeah. to your family.
0: Um. So those stories are pretty fucked up.
1: Fucked we up. We have some up. more
0: unusual crimes for you
1: that are a little sillier to little lighten the bit. mood. Um,
0: I have one from Palm Springs. Oh God, I was just there. <laughs> Palm Springs, Florida. Oh, thank apologies. God. My apologies. A a 23-year-old Joshua James of Jupiter, Florida, no surprise there, Nope. went to Wendy's, probably for a (laughs) spicy chicken sandwich because those things are fucking delicious. They're good. I
1: might get one today.
0: Allegedly pulled up to the drive-thru window for his order, got a drink from the employee, and then threw a -a three-and-a-half-foot-long alligator into the restaurant. (laughs) He had found the alligator on the side of the road. Uh, James was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, illegally. That is a deadly weapon. I know. Jesus. I thought that was funny that you could use assault with a deadly weapon for an alligator for like an animal. But, but it is. You can got them teeth. Um, illegally killing, possessing, or capturing an alligator, and second degree petty theft. I think maybe for the drink. I assume yeah, he, he, he drove away. So did yeah, he throw really the know. alligator and, then, the like, and, and then like grab his drink drove away? He like took his drink. Toss the alligator in, drove away. I can't. Uh, U.S. Marshals took him into custody, and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission released the alligator back into the wild. What?
1: I want to say that I'm surprised, but I'm not, because this took place in Florida, and that's what I expect to come out of there now. Um, Now I wish I had done one of the Florida stories, because they're just so funny. (laughs) They're just
0: so funny.
1: I was like, I'm going to try and steer away.
0: What's oh, oh, going on the allig- there? Wait,
1: so the alligator was dead? The alligator's dead?
0: fine. No, no, no. Oh, it was, it was fine. alive.
1: Oh, I thought you said for capturing, killing Oh, alligator. that's like, that, that part is of the uh, law.
0: The law is you cannot kill, capture, or oh, okay. like, have an alligator. And he alligator. captured. Yeah, and he okay. captured it.
1: Did I I think I've told you an alligator lives in my parents' backyard. Maybe I haven't because you, no. you look confused. It lives in my parents' backyard, but it's one of those small ones, like, where it's maybe three feet, maybe even less, and it it's harmless. I mean, I'm still. I wouldn't want to I'm walk sure up to it and touch
0: harmless, it. But right, but
1: it. They have a little pond in their backyard that they share with their neighbors, and so it sits by the water, and they'll sometimes go in and swim. But then it dries out and sits on the bank. And if you go out there, even if you're within like a hundred feet of it, it scampers into the water and is scared of you as the human. So that's why I don't think it would ever do anything to you, unless maybe you were swimming in the water and aggravating it. But it's just funny because every time I visited them in Florida, they're like, "Oh, there's the gator." Just
0: sunbathing,
1: like shrugging oh my off. God. It's totally <laughs> casual that it hangs out there, and they're like not phased by it at all. But I just I... like
0: can't even with the you know you see on the news. It'd be like twelve foot alligator found on golf course. It's right. like
1: no, no, this no. That's a mind.
0: dinosaur.
1: They've seen those because they live. Oh, thank you. They're in one of those enclosed neighborhoods that has a golf course and like a community pool and a country club. And they've said that. They've been like, oh yeah,
0: there was a 10-foot gator out when we were playing
1: golf the other day. They're so casual about it. And They're so I casual
0: about a fucking dinosaur.
1: Yeah. They turned in their into town. true Floridians. I'm like, you guys are from the Midwest. Where does this non-fear of gators come from? I'm terrified of them. But anyway, my parents are badasses, apparently. And apparently. I'm probably going to see a picture of them Riding a gator Wrestling into the ocean, one, or
0: like with like Rass- their head in, in one of their yes,
1: or <laughs> sticking the head in. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't. Um. So I have a story with the headline: "Man Assaulted by Roommate for Taking Too Long in the Bathroom." Mm-hmm. This took place It'll in be New me Jersey and Joe in
0: about twenty minutes. yes yeah.
1: Hey, Joe, oh. get on out of there before you get assaulted. Um. This took place in New Jersey, which I feel like is also a place with some weird crimes. Yep. Sticking. Can kind of go hand-in-hand with Florida. Um, So the story goes that a man was injured after his roommate attacked him for taking too long in the bathroom, according to police. The 32-year-old who did the attacking was not named by police, but this crime took place in the bathroom of a property in Jersey City, New Jersey. The 32-year-old assailant shouted, Get out, I need to use the bathroom through a locked door. And he reacted angrily when the victim inside did not get out fast enough, even though he did start to finish up as soon as the person said, get out of the bathroom. According to a police report, the man forced his way in of the multifamily apartment bathroom, punched his roommate, and then threw him into a glass mirror.
0: Oh my God. The glass
1: shattered and cut the man's neck, according to the Jersey Journal, but the victim refused treatment for his injuries at the scene. Not sure why. The, 30, the 32-year-old man responsible for the assault was treated for small cuts on his left arm following the alleged attack that took place at 2 a.m. on November 28th. So also, like, what's going on at 2 a.m.? What's everybody doing awake? What's happening? Um, he was charged with simple assault and, dom- assault and domestic violence after a witness confirmed to the police that the victim's version of events was indeed true. So there were more people in the house, apparently, that what is happening? witnessed this. But, yeah, he threw his roommate into a glass mirror for taking too long at 2 a.m. Relax, why are you up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was also trying to sleep, and his roommate was being really loud in the bathroom. It could have been. I don't know. I've it never been, been that things. enraged about the bathroom, including when I lived, when I stayed at the Airbnb two weeks ago and had to oh, share a bathroom with seven peed people. Your pants?
1: Yes. That's the thing. Is like we all get annoyed when someone takes too in the bathroom. Yeah, you got to go, a roommate.
0: You got you know.
1: But to be like, I'm gonna bust this locked door down, punch you in the face and throw you into a glass mirror, what has to be happening to you?
0: Obviously, time to get a new roommate.
1: Time to get a new roommate. Okay. Also, I guess you're right. It was two AM so he could have been sleep deprived and maybe. Maybe something else was going on, but I just Also think, he's from New
0: Jersey. Yeah. Those, so you know those Guido
1: <laughs> get super
0: mad. Well, speaking of roommates... No load. In 2003, Antoine Yates came to the decision that a baby tiger named Ming was the perfect addition to his Harlem apartment. Ming started off as a cub, but eventually obviously grew into a full-scale tiger who pissed all over the place and consumed buckets of raw chicken on a daily basis. Not only did Antoine have a 500-pound tiger in his apartment... He also had a seven-foot alligator named Al that he bought as a companion for Ming. Oh, no. What? Uh, And according to Antoine, the two of them, quote, used to get nose-to-nose and sort of interact. Okay. All right. Antoine was caught after he came between Ming and a rescued house cat that Ming was trying to kill. Oh, no. And his wounds were strange, to say the least, so the hospital tipped off the cops, and he was arrested for reckless endangerment and illegally owning exotic animals. (laughs)
1: Jeez Louise. What
0: is happening? Where was, it was that one? Uh, Harlem. Okay. It was funny because I told, I told Joe and he was like, how the fuck did he afford an apartment big enough in New to York these to animals. have a 500 pound alligator or a 500 pound tiger and a seven foot alligator.
1: Right. And you said he had a
0: house cat? It, well, he, yeah, he, re- he also rescued a house cat.
1: Like, what is your apartment? And how does that exist in Harlem? And, <laughs> and who the are you? the tiger
0: tried to kill the house cat. Of course got in between it did. Them And got bit or scratched or some shit.
1: Actually, I'm a little disappointed in the tiger. Like, I see that maybe you were hungry and it's smaller than you, but like, but it's, it's a one of your view. own. Yeah, don't you yeah. look at it and say, oh, you're my little baby. Yeah. Rude think, ass tiger. Well, maybe,
0: you know, a tiger who didn't live in Harlem. <laughs> right.
1: A normal <laughs> tiger. Tiger not confined to a Harlem apartment. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's really funny. Ming was the tiger's Ming name. Ming
0: was the tiger. Al was the alligator. Al. I, I like that. I wonder what the house cat's name was. Oh yeah,
1: hmm. mittens.
0: Oh no, that makes
1: me more and sad and that it God. got hurt. Did it
0: survive? I have no idea. Okay. I did not ask about the.
1: I don't think I want to know. Because if it died, upset. I'll be so upset, <laughs> I'm pissed at this guy for endangering the little kitty. Um. <laughs> That was great. Thank I you. love that everyone commits crimes with gators.
0: My final story has no gator.
1: Go on. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> Could have been a triple. Um, okay. This next story is man arrested for mobbing floor aggressively in hotel. That
0: is like this what? is real. Okay. This is real.
1: Um, but that when you hear the story, it makes a little more sense. Okay. I more just grabbed it for the funny headline. Actually, it doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> Actually, <like everything laughs> it's back everything I said. Stu-
1: it's stupid either way. John Thornton, age 30, allegedly grabbed the mop from a female employee at the Doubletree Hotel in Bristol, Connecticut. He began to mop I was just there! You were in Bristol? Yeah. Is that where Joe's from? Yeah. Well, um, Well, that's where his dad
0: lives now, so... Bristol! Bristol. Were you at the (laughs) Doubletree? No, but (laughs) I I wish I had known. Go on. I would have sent you there. Sorry. Actually, start over.
1: Um, John Thornton, age 30, (laughs) allegedly grabbed the mop from a female employee at the Doubletree Hotel in Bristol, Connecticut. He began to mop the floor, but quickly became more aggressive and mopped over the woman's shoes several times, according to a police report. He then turned his back to the employee and forcibly backed into her, pushing her into a corner, said Lieutenant Don Watson. The 27-year-old cleaner, the woman, was left shaken after the mopping dispute on the 13th of October, police say. He was acting very unruly. The suspect allegedly shouted insults at several officers and threatened them after being taken into custody. He definitely could have been on drugs.
0: No! No way!
1: Mr. Thornton was indeed charged for mopping aggressively. I mean, that wasn't the crime, but he was charged for this weird event. Um, His crime was disturbing the peace and second-degree threatening, which I didn't know was a thing. Hmm. And he is due to appear, this was actually this year, I believe, He's due to appear at Bristol Superior Court. Oh, no, this was last year. Um, he So this happened already. Sorry, this was an old story. He appeared in court on October
0: 27th. What happened? Did he go to jail for life?
1: Yes, it was a life sentence, a life sentence for mopping, for mopping aggressively. aggressively. No, I think what, he just had hilarious. to pay a fine. I don't think he actually had to stay in jail. He probably had to pay it to the hotel and the girl. But he was arrested for mopping over a girl's shoes so and backing her funny. into a corner.
0: <laughs> I wonder why. Did he... What would make you so mad? I know. It's the same as the
1: guy who threw the roommate into the mirror over the bathroom. Like, what makes you so obviously, mad? Obviously,
0: something else is going on.
1: Yes. There's something beneath the surface in both of these cases, but the poor people but that the it was taken off on.
0: happened. Like, this girl is like, just girl doing, doing mom, her job, and he's
1: like, get me, mom, you suck, and, like, backs her into a corner. And obviously... As I'm just reading off the story, it sounds very silly, but it said that the girl was left very shaken. So I think he was probably like shouting at yeah. her and like probably hurt her I mean, a little bit. Yeah,
0: drugs were involved, pushing her into she the was corner. Scared. I he remember was one time We had to kick someone out of a uh, Bone Trust uh, restaurant I used to manage because he threw a paella across the bar. Oh, because it was. Not. I think it, he said it wasn't spicy enough. And it was like, well, uh, Uh, you're banned. You're banned forever. You kept trying to come in. And we were like, hey, remember that time you threw a paella? Over it not being
1: spicy enough. Because it wasn't
0: spicy enough, you're not allowed in here. Go away. Some people are just fucking crazy.
1: They're just aggressive and insane. And I pray that in most cases they're on drugs because if that's just part of their normal personality. Yeah, it's like,
0: how do you get through life? How do you survive? Um, The last one I have was September 2011. It is about uh, so a man was driving to a horse auction, and he picked up a bunch of Amish passengers and unwittingly became an accomplice to a crime when the passengers requested that he stop at a number of homes along the way each time the men would the Amish men would jump out, race inside the home, and run back out, and ask him to keep driving. The driver thought it was weird, but didn't know the customs of the Amish well, so he just assumed this was something that he didn't really understand. It didn't seem like they were going, they didn't have weapons, it didn't seem like they were going in and taking anything out or robbing anything. It turns out the three men were part of an outcast Amish gang who called themselves the Burgoles clan and frequently terrorized other Amish folk by bursting into their homes and cutting off their victims' beards and hair. The gang leader was an exiled Amish man named Sam Mullet, which is also hilarious. Sam Mullet. Uh, Amish people aren't allowed to shave their hair or beards, as the girth of a man's beard is an indicator of his masculinity, and also apparently God has a problem with it. So the Bergols clan decided to strike the Amish community with the worst insult they could conceive. They would cut off their beard. I can't. They went on a beard-cutting crime spree a beard cutting rampage yeah um, they basically hitchhike the with had
1: gangs
0: yeah well <laughs> they, apparently exciting. they do apparently they're not uh not often right
1: but they the, do, when they do <laughs> when they do they'll that's come cut so your beard that's weird. hilarious and that poor driver i know To he, become an accomplished in that weird ass in the strangest crime. crime the strangest of crimes that might take the cake that's funny <laughs> um i have one final one as well a man was arrested for pretending to be a ghost near a cemetery oh in England. Oh, gosh, I love it. A man... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pretend to be a ghost. Actually, no, that's so mean. A man who flapped his arms about in a cemetery, making oh ghost God. noises within earshot of mourners... You're telling
0: me he went to the cemetery and Woo!
1: Went- <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, ma'am, okay. I'm telling you the truth. A man who flapped his right. arms about in a cemetery while making ghost noises within earshot of mourners visiting graves was fined oh. and given a suspended prison sentence. Anthony Jesus. Anthony Stollard, 24, was reported to police after he was seen throwing himself backwards and saying, Woo It literally <laughs> says that at Kingston Cemetery in his hometown of Portsmouth, England. Oh my god. Shortly after that, Stollard, who is unemployed, <laughs> surprised was seen kicking a football at graves with a friend.
0: Rude as
1: bitch. Tim Concanon, the prosecutor in this case, told Portsmouth Magistrate's Court that while the football kicking was going on, the defendant was effectively singing loudly and being disrespectful among the graves. He would throw himself backwards, wave his arms about, and say, Woo! We all assume he was pretending to be a ghost. Police arrested him and charged him with using threatening or abusive words and behavior likely to cause distress. Stoller did admit to the charge and accepted that his behavior could indeed distress grieving relatives of the deceased. Denise Saunders, a defendant, said he had accepted his behavior, but if it had been outside of a cemetery, this would not have been inappropriate. Well, duh, but it still would have been weird. Yeah,
0: but it's still fucking strange. You're
1: still an asshole. Inside a cemetery while people are grieving, their loved ones, they understand it must be. Stollard committed the offense while subject to a 12-month conditional discharge, which he'd received for a charge of harassment back in January. So he's already an idiot. Um, And he was also in breach of a suspended sentence for assault, which he had committed in August of the previous year.
0: Let's just lock him away. Just for a little bit.
1: But what's funny is he only ended up having to pay a fine had to pay a fine. He paid one to the city, to the victims that he affected, and then also had to pay for all of his court costs. An extra three months was added to his suspension sentence, which will now run 15 months instead of the previous 12 that he had had. And if he commits a further offense that breaches this suspense, then he will be in prison for 12 weeks, which he probably will breach it because he's an idiot.
0: Yeah, he kind of sounds like a... Asshole.
1: Um, He did not get charged for the kicking the football at the graves because witnesses failed to appear in court when that case came up. So he was only charged for the abuse of the grieving family members.
0: Here's the thing. Okay. So I love going to cemeteries. Mm. I love going to cemeteries at night when they are not necessarily open. Mm-hmm. But I'm also very respectful yeah, of, of cemeteries. You're a normal person. Uh, obviously, when I was, you know, in high school or whatever, we would we would never do any damage in a cemetery. But you go out to a cemetery and it would be like a party in the cemetery kind yeah. of. You're just trying to scare each other, whatever, right. whatever. But no damage was done. Yeah. If I saw Not anyone ever graves. kick a grave or stand on a grave right. or do anything, that fun's over. We're done. Right. Um. But there was one time. I took my friend Natalie, the girl who has graves in her backyard. Oh, gosh. Maybe this is karma, Natalie. Right. Natalie and I, uh, she was visiting me, and I took her to Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And we felt very bad, but... This was beyond our control. We took her to Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which for anyone who lives in L.A. knows that there is a lot of uh, bird life in mm-hmm. Hollywood Forever. There's peacocks. There are geese. There yeah. are ducks. There There's a lot going on there. There's too. a quail. I don't know. There's a ton <laughs> of stuff in there. And we were looking at... Uh, I don't remember. Is it... Uh, one of the Ramones is no, no, no. buried there, and there's like a statue. I Anyways, <laughs> it's down by the pond where okay. a lot of these birds live. So... She was taking a picture of the grave, and a duck or a goose, I can't remember, kept getting closer and closer to her. And she was like, "Ah, go away, go away, go away. And it kept coming closer and closer. Eventually, this duck chased her, like, halfway through the cemetery that we were in, bit her foot. Oh, no. We had to run into a mausoleum to get away from this, like, evil killer duck goose. Monster that was after us. Oh my god! And so of course we're laughing so hard. Because I mean, as we just got chased by a duck. duck and it bit her, and it was the funniest thing things ever happened to me in my entire life. Of course, but there was like a little something was happening, like do not I don't know, I don't think it was a funeral, but it was like Ooh. maybe a memorial or something oh, happening no. on the other side. And it was like we just have to go back out into um,
1: Killer dangerous duck, duck, duck land
0: because I can't be in here like giggling and laughing. No. It's a mausoleum too, so even if you're like. It's like, ha ha, ha, ha It echoes ha, ha, everywhere. Yeah, like oh my around. god. Oh, so, can you so imagine? So, we had to go back into uh, Danger City, Danger Duck City.
1: Did the duck back off? When uh, you the went duck, duck off? wasn't there, thank, oh, god. thank god. We god. We were
0: there for long enough that he ran away, but we, we promptly exited the pond area of Hollywood Forever. Center. Yes, yes, please.
1: <laughs> Well, I'm glad you had the knowledge to be able to say, we need to get out of here. Yeah. This is disrespectful. Yeah, but we're
0: being disrespectful because they don't know what we're laughing at. Of course. They they They're going to be not like, cool, we're, a
1: mo- we're mourning. Yeah. And this is a respectful place. Um, so anyways, yeah.
0: be respectful of cemeteries, please. Yeah.
1: So he was already an asshole. He had things on his record already, but just, it just made me giggle so hard that he was throwing like, his arms out and saying, Whoa. I just can't.
0: What um, a fool. People are weird. I think is the conclusion that yeah, we've pretty messed up,
1: especially in Florida. Even though we found a lot of stories not in yeah. Florida, but it was because it would have been way too easy to form we an will, episode. We'll have
0: a Florida episode. I have some friends from Florida. We can have them come. We on could and talk bring them on. Do some hometown. All my friends lore that live in Florida or from Florida though are very like it's not like that. It's I know. like that's what I everyone says, but it, it is though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys have some batshit crazy. I understand people.
0: that you had a good life. Yeah, growing good up, but Um, it's crazy there.
1: Yes, you can't deny the you statistics deny and the crazy
0: stories that come proof. out of there. Yeah, we, the we got the research. is in the pudding. Um, that's all the time we have this week for keep it weird. Lauren is heading back home to meet her new niece, and Yay, she's got to go pack her bags. I and do. I have a job interview, and I'm about to pee my pants. Like, Everyone, there's a whole it, lot of cross reasons. Cross your fingers. That. Say a prayer. Yeah.
1: Hail to the Guardians of the Watchtowers, of the North. We need to, whatever you want to do, Knock get Ashley a job. Give
0: me a job, guys. Join us next week when we sit down and chat about cursed movies. Woo. The Omen, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Amityville Horror, The Exorcist, The Conjuring, and many more. Join us as we go behind the scenes of The Damned. I came up with that. I, I liked that. Was really that.
1: I was smiling you. as you said yeah. it. I really enjoyed
0: it. Check out our Patreon page. Find out ways to donate to the show and get some goodies while you do it.
1: Newsletter videos. Newsletter
0: videos. Fun stuff. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page Keep It Weird. Do we have a sign off? I
1: mean, I was thinking of a couple of things that are no good, but yeah, I don't uh, have any good ones either. I was gonna say, don't drink the water in Florida and oh my gosh. keep it
0: weird. <laughs> That's actually a good one.
1: <laughs> That's all I could think of. I My have poor anything. parents. I know they listen to this podcast. I love you. You're not Floridians. You moved no, there you for moved a there. job. You're, You're Westerners.
0: Okay. The only thing I came up with was remember to always keep it weird, but not that fucking weirdy psycho.
1: What's so funny is I didn't I didn't have that exactly, but I was having that same moment because I was like, we always say keep it weird, but also we don't want them to but keep also it maybe that not weird, that
0: fucking weird. Like just keep it keep it safely weird.
1: What if we oh. combine it and say don't drink the water in Florida and keep it safely weird?
0: That's a good one. We'll do that one. Okay, ready. <clears throat>
1: DON'T DRINK THE WATER IN FLORIDA AND KEEP IT SAFELY WEIRD!
0: Okay, let's see how it sounds with that AC pumpin'.
1: How we doin'?
0: hair in my mouth. Thank you, Gabby. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> That's um, my entire life. So, we're getting an AC in the bedroom on Friday. It's so exciting. I know. Me and Alex are about to take the plunge. It's awful. Well, we, okay, so I asked for it really. Like, she,
1: there's a whole pile. and <laughs> I, I got, like, one of the tufts and then touched my face. Yeah.